Thank you. And as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Eric. He'll be sommelier this evening at our Ooh. party. He'll be our sommelier. Yeah, yeah. I so, am very ooh. underqualified for that. For <laughs> you, you better have some good pairings for our each and every person who walks through the door. You better have in mind a pairing for everything that they're going to do. It, yeah, and everyone expects a wine and cheese pairing, but I'm going to give them like Here's a wine and like this brand of Snyder's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dang, you had it you had it locked and loaded. You had it ready yeah. to go. Or this wine and this other wine, which is just four of that wine. And that's Somalier we're talking about. Of course it's Eric. Eric, tell yes. me your name. I'm Eric. Manjo. <laughs> Somalier and, and... Eric now. <laughs> Somalier Eric and and Eric, we're partying because it's a dragon party. So what are you drinking this week? I am drinking uh, Sierra Nevada beer, which is kind of a bigger brand. Uh, Wanderland. Oh, yeah. It's a Wanderland. nectarine ale. Ooh, nectar. That just reminds me of Scrubs with the nectarinis. <laughs> Anything <laughs> nectar, I'm like a nectarini. <laughs> nectarine. Yeah, I, I kind of saw this. And I, I, maybe I thought about that. I was like, ooh, that sounds nice. That does <laughs> sound nice. I love Sierra Nevada. They make good stuff. They make good stuff. There's this is one good. of the only IPAs that I'm like, that's a solid ipa i will never complain about a sierra nevada or maybe it's their lager that i'm thinking no i think they're all this stuff's good pretty good IPA. yeah that's probably that's true i think it's like everything i've had by them is like oh this is good i got two choices here so give me uh one or two as a smiley a i know that the perfect pairing of Let's a this is character creation podcast yep, is definitely is. the number one number one all right now here's what we're exploring today this is what's called an arctic pale ale because uh, it's from Iceland. It's called the Einstock Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale. Now, I don't know what makes this pale ale Arctic or how that changes its flavor, so we'll see. The blue can, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice blue can with a nice, you know, Viking-looking yeah. guy, which makes it Arctic. Oh, so, it, even gives me, it even gives me its lat long. It's 65 degrees north, 18 degrees west. 65! That's like barely any higher than we are right now well like you oh yeah all right true yeah i just know that because i've been doing lat longs for like locations i've been going to and I, we're at like 76 that's uh -huh. not like a, that's not crazy difference 65 this is good that was fantastic i just tried it. good. it's good yeah icelandic for, arctic ale for the listeners uh brett didn't show me both beers before he asked me to choose no they just, just, out just of the frame. number because you're supposed to pair it and so this was a this was a classic DM trick where you just say, oh, p like roll D20 and then they roll and then you just whatever you, they roll, you were just going to say whatever you were going to say. Anyway. Now, see, that's what you should have done. You should have made me roll for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad DM. I should have made you roll. But then you just go, oh, and then you say, oh, OK, you just flip over a page. And go, okay, this happens. And you're just like, I only have one thing in my mind anyway. <laughs> you lose your choice. Speaking of D&D, of &D, things that you should have made me do, do you have a, a good D&D &D story for the week? Well, not, uh, I, was I, gonna, I think I have one. 
You have one? All right. Why no, you what, what do you got? What do you, do you have one? I didn't, I think Maybe I we'll both one. have one. We can both have one. Well, the only ones I would have is from this this past session. Oh, you're just going like played. direct, like most immediate session. I yes, that's I think I, I had some good moments from that. Here, okay. you why don't you you take this one? No, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. One of my what one of my favorite moments was uh, I I just have a bunch of names written down for like potential shopkeepers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in this town. And uh, one of the ten, one of the names I'd written down just next up was Giselle, and then yes. immediately uh, one of our players, a, a barbarian dragonborn, was like, "Ooh, sounds like a attractive lady." Yeah, but I immediately <laughs> you made like, her like an gonna... ugly old woman. <laughs> ugly old woman, got it. So it wasn't planned to be an ugly old woman before we met. No, her. no, I just totally improv that entire character. Wow. Well, I'll continue the story then into my character because it was a really funny thing that happened because of it. I guess was. She always supposed to be related to Luca, that other character that we met. No, no, I was just like you know riffing oh off of God. her being right. A yeah, lady, so role playing like, oh. is <laughs> we made this into a thing. So I used it to my advantage as a bard because the shopkeeper was an old lady who talked about, uh, I guess her what was her grandson? Her grandson, guess, yeah, yeah, which was a character that we had met in town, and she didn't want him going out with any like crazy ladies so yeah. I, I, I tried convincing her oh well hey you give me one of your potions for free and i'll hook up your grandson with a nice lady uh-huh yeah what did you roll you rolled like super high you oh like, like 23 yeah. Well, I mean, yeah persuasion on a bard is like nuts it's like i can't yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah the, the, i i love that because it was it was one of those like uh cool like totally improvised character moments. yeah like, that oh, was hilarious I didn't realize that that wasn't uh, part of the character's background that ended up nope. being fabricated. All that was based on Pat saying, ah, sounds, sounds like an attractive woman. Uh, wow, like, it was that quick of a snap it. decision. Like, yeah. oh, you said the wrong words. All Oops. right. This hard of hearing elderly lady. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, there you go. There, There's our, our combo D&D yeah. personal story of the week for you right there. Uh, and what are we going to be talking about this week? Because we got this is a this is a character creation week, right? We right. have talked now about how to begin your campaign, um, and as a DM. But now you need players to play in said campaign. <laughs> no, you don't. You are all powerful dungeon master. <laughs> and and as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure every character in D and D has to have a class. You can't be classless. I. Now you're making me think. Have I ever? Right? It's like, I don't, I wouldn't understand the game, like, if it starts out without one. Although, yeah, if you're the, if you're the DM, most of the people you play are classless. Nice burn. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know, like, go, you can go to college and, and be undeclared, but you can't, you can't go right. to D&D and, and have no declaration. You can't, yeah, you have to declare. You have to declare. Uh, now you can split off you can uh you can multi-class which we will multi-class. talk about on a what? much different episode that, that, that sounds we're like not a whole, get into. whole new episode Brad. oh for sure it is we are and and we are gonna build the good old fighter fighter class this is probably for some reason uh whenever new players uh start the game and they kind of the first decision usually you make as a new player or I, I try to tell people it's like, oh well, do you want to be like a like a sword uh, or bow kind 
a wielder, like a, these are called martial care classes, yeah. or a mage or like a magic wielder class. Yeah. And for some reason, almost everybody, at least one person in the party, if they're a bunch of new people and they want to be martial characters, someone also always gravitates towards the fighter. Absolutely. I mean, it is the most basic, but it's comfortable. And it actually has a lot of strong suits. I mean, it's got a lot going for it, uh, and it's and it's oh, a strong yeah. class. I mean, it's you can't go wrong being a fighter, and you're kind of ready for all situations as a fighter, which is really nice. Yeah, and um, I I think something about it, like oh, I'm a fighter in the picture in the book, it makes you feel like oh, I'm going to be like a knight or something riding into battle, yeah, which right. is something that like everyone has at least has an idea. So it's very easy to role play. I think when. I don't know, something, sometimes being like a rogue or a monk or something, you might feel like you have to have personality when it's like, oh, I'm just going to be a, it's going to be knight. They're also, fighters are not locked down by any given, like, you have to go this direction, which is super nice. I mean, it's, it's like, as a martial character, it's probably one of the most open martial characters there is. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, excuse me. Um. Yeah, like monks, for instance, a lot of their you have to have like your monk weapon, but also a lot of it's based on unarmed, unarmed strikes. Yeah, and and, so, and being unarmored, right? So like you're not going to be using any any items, which is an exciting exactly. thing for players, right? Oh, we picked yeah. up a shiny enchanted Shield. sword. I want to yeah. use it. Well, the monks can't. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you like to be a fighter where it's just like. What what's that? It's a weapon. Cool. Let's use it. <laughs> it looks shiny and it looks sharp. Looks they can like use mine. <laughs> any weapon. Like pick up a weapon and they're ready to go with it. Which oh, is yeah, it's a good feeling to be like I can use it. Like you know, there's always that item that everyone's like, well, I already kind of have this one. And you're just like, I'll use it. Is that a spear? <laughs> I already have a heavy crossbow. Yeah, whatever. Heavy armor. Got it. The same thing. Is like, can anyone use this armor? And you're just like, yeah, I, I'll use the sure. armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brand new armor cool that's right. the only thing we got i'll use it yep so fighters are great in that way so it's an so we went with this class based on the fact that it's a great beginners class um i i've built a fighter uh i had a lot of fun with it uh and and now their subclasses are getting pretty freaking awesome so if i ever made another character i would actually make a fighter again uh, but a totally different fighter because again, their subclasses get pretty interesting. There's a lot they can do. Oh, with yeah. this there's so much you, but there's so much, so many opportunities that you can take with this. You could be the uh, a popular version of this is like being the ranged combatant, being an archer, and there's a couple different versions of that. Yep, yep. So I guess let's let's just do a few characteristics before we go into um, our character builds of a, of a fighter. Um, right, yeah. So this, you want to talk about like all the the things that every fighter, no matter what subclass. Every fighter, right? right exactly. We're not going to talk about subclasses yet. This is just fighters in general. Um, you know, when you talk about their fighting style, like we mentioned, it's so open. It's so open. It, it, their fighting style is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, they they kind of like lay it out for you. If so, like basically the first thing you want to do when you're considering a fighter is basically like what kind of fighter do you want to be do you want to be a archer and think about the weapons you want to use right yeah heavy weapons uh two weapons like yes weapons two weapons right yep. exactly um and then basically that will determine which fighting style do you want yeah. to also you could be a tank like you know yep. just use a big heavy weapon and a shield um so let, let yeah let's just run through the the first sets of fire or fighting styles um so the first one is archery 
is you gain a plus two bonus to attack rolls made with ranged weapons. Right. And when you're saying this, do you get to choose these at level one or do you get or is this level three? Level one. This is at level one. Okay, so right, right, right. from the start, right when you make your character, you're going to be able to choose these fighting styles, which, which a, it doesn't mean you have to do what it says you're going to be doing. Uh, right. Yeah. But it's your specialty, and it gives you a huge bonus. So, like you mentioned, archery. What's that going to do for you? It's a plus two bonus to attack rolls with ranged weapons, which, which is huge. That's is huge. massive. That's, that's like, huge. That's like the. Uh, so magic weapons, they give you bonuses to attacks and damages, but they really only go up to plus three. So a plus two to an attack roll is just massive. And I don't even think, so like, does a ranger get any kind of bonus like this? I don't think they do, right? Uh, they also, I think, get a fighting style. Hold on, I will look it up. Yeah, you go down to that. So, And why I'm mentioning that is because, like, gosh, that almost puts them in the realm of, like, Man, maybe if you wanted to be the super Legolas player, fighter might even be where you look to do that, not ranger. And that's how open-ended these guys are. I mean, they're so good at archery that level one, they get this bonus that maybe even rangers don't get that much. Yeah, and, so rangers get it at second level. You can choose Okay, archery. they do get it, and they get a plus two. Same, same amount. Same, yeah, it's the same fighting style, but uh, okay. yeah, you kind of hit on something, which, yeah, the uh, Rangers is kind of one of the reasons why they get kind of laughed at. <laughs> which, like, <laughs> yeah, they can and another all... class might be a better Ranger. Right, exactly. Like, if you're going, if you want to just be the best, like, most damage output uh, archer, then kind of, like, fighter might be the way to go. But, wow. you know, Rangers can do other whole bunch of other stuff. See, so I well, that's good to know though. So, like, for people who are like on the fence, like, I really want to play that ranged character. Well, keep fighter in mind because they are more open ended again. So, you could be an right. archery, it sacrifices nothing of your class just to choose archery as a fighting style, and you'll still get all the perks of being a fighter, and you'll have a plus two to your archery. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, and you, that's actually a really good point because so many, yeah, like you said, so many times people will choose like the weapon, be like, "Oh, I want to be an archer like Legolas." Oh, that must be mean. Must mean I want to be a ranger. Deeper into that conversation would be if you really want to be a ranger, I would look more into their subclasses. Maybe there's something in the subclasses that separates it out that are that makes it really cool. Otherwise, I'd probably just go fighter if I was just planning on like using a bow. I'd probably stick with fighter just to like cover my bases. Right. Yeah. If if you want to, if you want to like focus on damage and stuff, which, you know, fighters are the name. <laughs> so they're pretty good at doing damage. All right. right so uh, what's the next fighting style? The next one is uh, more based on if you want to be kind of like the group tank defense. Yeah. So while you are wearing armor, you gain a plus one to AC. Which is, which is your uh, again, class. huge. <laughs> Every big. one in AC means they have to roll that much more to hit you which right the difference between getting hit and not getting hit in this game is massive it is very big <laughs> it's it, this game is so like spiky it's unbelievable uh, you could be standing up one moment dead the next based off of a single roll to hit oh yeah and, and all these small bonuses add up like you'll you know you'll get this bonus to uh, bonus plus one to ac and that might not seem too big of a deal but then you know you pick up do pair uh, uh like a uh new set of armor that'll also give you plus one and then a right. shield that'll give you plus one maybe a ring and then all of a sudden you're at like a 21 ac and no one's gonna hit you no exactly i mean and also the jumps get like more and more important right i mean like 
13 to 14, they're probably going to hit you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 14 to 16, yeah, they're probably still going to hit you. Once you get past 16, every one point of AC is like, man, they got to like, roll oh, pretty okay. good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but that's kind of usually because the the monsters, because if, if they're fighting against a group, they tend to be a little more, uh, a little stronger than the, than the players themselves. So if it's not uncommon to have the creatures having like a plus eight to attack and, or plus 10 or something. And also a fighting style like this um, is super passive. And it's, it's like one of those such a passive abilities that's good for literally no matter what you're doing that it kind of makes it really good to be a subclass into fighter and immediately just take this. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. go into level one fighter and you get a plus one to AC. That might be right. a character choice just to be like, you know what I really need? I need a plus one to AC. You could just like, oh, I gained a level. I'll go fighter one level, plus one AC. Just like that. Just snap of the fingers. Right, and gain all these proficiencies and stuff, which we'll kind of go over a little bit later. But we kind of already talked about about how they're just proficient in heavy armor and yep. everything like that. And also, so that defense one, keep in mind, too, if you have no real plans for like, I don't really know, I want to keep my options open again. All right, choose a, a super broad one like this, where you're, it's always going to be useful to you. Having a plus oh, one yeah. AC is always useful in all situations. I mean, maybe not role play, but even even role play. I don't know. Not if in someone my tries game, to Brett. slap you, yeah, it's supposed to be like even in role play. Most I don't know. People are always trying to swipe at you. No, but you're absolutely right. All right, and the next one is dueling. So uh, if you are planning on using a melee weapon, but only one, like a one-handed melee weapon, this is kind of uh, for you. So uh, when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and have no other weapons, you gain a plus two bonus of damage with that weapon. That's that's huge, too. Plus two damage is nuts. Yeah, that that will add up. Especially with fighters, they get all these extra attacks. And importantly, it doesn't say you can't have a shield, so you can still have a shield in that case. That's it true. It just says no other weapons. Yeah, a shield is classified as not a weapon. Not a weapon, right? And so you can have... It's just, you can only have one weapon in a single hand, and you right. can't use so a lot of the weapons are um versatile, which means you could use two handed attacks with them uh if you attacked with both hands, you would not be able to use this. It's saying it's gotta be right, a one handed yeah. strike exactly a one handed strike, so like using a spear, you wouldn't be able to use the a two handed side and that's important because the two handed side goes from what like a d eight to a d12 or something like that when you use a two-handed strike with that weapon uh i think it's from a d8 to a d10 d8 to a d10 i know that's how it is for longbows. oh so a spear is a d6 to a d8 okay right so it adds the two sword is a d8 to a d10 okay so it's you're kind of takes out that option anyway because you might as well swing with one hand and guarantee that two extra damage right exactly yeah just like so, so this one pigeonholes you a little bit, but it's a great choice if you know, hey, I'm going to be grabbing a shield. I'm only going to be swinging with one hand. I guess if you wanted to go into a character that was like a, um, you know, a fencer right. who, who yeah. just uses his rapier and doesn't know nothing else in his other hand, and that, that would be what you would go with as well. So that's kind of the flavor they're going for. But I think it's mostly probably used for, uh, again, the, the just classic sword, sword and shield. shield. Yeah, exactly. To add a little bit of damage. And uh, this kind of, the, on the other side of it, this the next uh, fighting style is for two-handed weapons. Yep. So it's called Great Weapon Fighting. 
And when you roll a one or a two on damage die for an attack that you make with a melee weapon that you are wielding with two hands, you can re-roll the die, and then you must use the new number, even if it's a one or two. Which is huge. I mean, it just prevents you from failing, right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it basically, well, not failing, but it, it prevents you from doing really poor damage. And, yeah, and these are it, big hits. Yeah, it's really, really hard to to mess that up. Like, especially when you're rolling, like, with a great X, which is a D12, it really feels bad. It hurts, yeah. <laughs> when you just roll a 1, you're just... Um, <laughs> like, oh, uh, like damage. Sweet. Yeah, the uh, variance is bigger and bigger on these big weapons compared yeah. to some other weapons. But the, the biggest... Uh, upside with this is when you use a great sword because those are 2d6 and it works with both of those die wow that's huge yeah i didn't it, even know that yeah it's really big because instead of a d12 uh, they made it 2d6 for that weapon huh? 2d6 wow. okay which that's is interesting. i yeah yeah I that's really that's really curious right <laughs> i i almost like in my mind like every single die means like an actual cut of something mm-hmm. right i mean at least for first level martial weapons you know like every roll of the die is a single cut that you have dealt but i guess that's not really the case and and later on in levels it obviously doesn't make sense because all of a sudden people are rolling like 50 d whatever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like oh this weapon also does 2d8 like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that goes out the window past like level three but right but, but yeah <laughs> that and a mall is also 2d6 and a so, mall yeah interesting but yeah, that, it's like the perfect kind of a a mall a being a two handed mall like like two-handed a giant right. warhammer basically. Yeah, you know? it's basically the difference between like uh, you go from a hand axe to a great axe. Like a mace is like a one handed mall. Yeah, and the the big the big sucker is two handed. Yep. So that's a that's a classic one to choose. If you're going to be using a two handed weapon, grab this one. Easy, easy choice out there. Oh yeah. Like if you never plan on pick up a shield, if you never plan to pick up a bow, if you're not really worried about like, it, it, you know, the, these have all been very different, right, so far. Yeah, exactly. And you can kind of tell that each one is pretty much, they they, they took each fighting style. I mean, this is literally called fighting style. Yeah, but, like, right. each style of combat that you might want and then be like, oh, well, if you want to do one-handed and use a shield, you can do this. Um, the next uh, the next fighting style, there's two more left. So uh, yep. the next one is called protection. When a creature you can see uh, attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, so if it, uh, if you and an ally are uh, are other, base yeah. to base, uh, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, and but you have to be using a shield, which is a huge effect. I, I think that effect is so strong, yes. so strong. Unfortunately, that five feet is really restrictive. As a melee fighter, you're never going to be within five feet of someone. Right. <laughs> That's it, it, just not what you do. Yeah, like the only common thing that happens, I'm assuming, is like you are next to standing next to a cleric who's also a melee build cleric. <laughs> but then you, so have to, you still have to make sure you're standing directly next. It's just so awkward. Five feet, five feet is the general um, tile or square, say. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, so you're not like, so that means they're the next tile away from you. And it, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. They, they have to be right next to each other. Yeah. And th- this is really the only one you can't control. Like every other one is based on you attacking them or hitting them to deal damage. Yeah. And this one is like, 
But it's such a powerful effect. Though. It's such a powerful effect, but it also uses up your reaction as well. That's true. Which does hurt. I, so I just don't ever foresee any, unless you had something really specific in mind where you also know there's another fighter in your party or, you know, melee fighter that's going to be right. Right, standing right next to you ready to go where you can really make use of this. That might be awesome. But other than that, it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's one of those ones you're just like, uh, you could just be doing more damage. Or like, defense. Or just take defense. Right, exactly. Yeah. Go back to the, the second one, which is just like, just take a plus one bonus just to AC, and easy, then maybe yeah. nothing hits you anyway. I, like, come on. I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, like you said, it uses your reaction. So in your reaction, you also use an opportunity attack. So if the enemy tries to run away and you used your protection, then you can't. Hit them now. The other person is right there, and you only so get one per go. round. So it's, yeah, exactly. it hurts when you use that up. When you know it's possible again, like you said, get more damage in. And on those opportunity attacks, if you took dueling, you might get plus two damage to that opportunity attack. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think it's it's very cool if you really want to do that fighting style, and maybe with one of these subclasses, uh, kind of encompasses like the 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 melee help. Uh, kind of role that you yeah. want to take. And again, I think it, it does come down to um, uh, party. If you plan on being within five feet of someone for each match and you're like, hey, I'm going to protect you. Um, right. Because yeah. also, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you know what would be kind of cool is if, like, well, maybe you don't use this in the front lines. Maybe you use this on the back lines and stand next to your mage all battle, like, in the back. Mm-hmm. And then if people are trying to like attack them with with arrows, you could still use this. It just says you have to be able to see the target, and that right. the person that's attacking is within five feet of you. That's and you true. You get to oppose, this. and like from back there, you probably aren't using opportunity attacks, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Your whole point is standing back there and being like, nope, hit, hit disadvantage on this guy <laughs> to try. Yeah, and hit that's him. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I think we're kind of reaching though a little bit. We're absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, but you know, again, this is this is level one, so that means uh, again, throwing in that multi-class, just just like it's almost like a feat, right? It's just like I have this it, little perk. It's literally just like a feat. It's just like a feat. Like, hey, I could just take it and stand next to my healer, and then I'll put disadvantage on everyone who tries to attack my healer. <laughs> like, let's right, go. Exactly. So it could be cool, but. <clears throat> Not not for a fighter that we're gonna build. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for any fighter, yeah. I think. No, no, no. We, Stay away we, from this one. Choose one of the other useful ones. Yeah, exactly. We, we want to do more damage. <laughs> What's the last one? Uh, so the last one is two weapon fighting. So this is if you have a weapon in each hand. <laughs> so there yep. was one uh, one handed one weapon fighting, two handed one weapon fighting, one hand or yeah, one handed weapons, but two of them. Uh, so two weapon fighting when you engage in two weapon fighting you can add your ability modifier to damage the second attack now i should uh, preface this by saying there's a rule where you can always use two weapons so you can have like two short swords in your hand but you can't add your ability modifier to your offhand attack so if your character is right-handed you add your like dex mod to to the first attack attack, but you just add the roll and uh proficiency with the uh, second one uh, but this ability lets you add the like plus so one, it adds which probably is, just a little bit more damage, just like dueling. It probably ends up being a plus two, might be a little higher. 
Right. Oh yeah. So this. So yeah, you're right. This is to damage, not to attack. So yeah. This so ability. Damage. Yeah, just the damage. So it's yeah, ve- it's very similar roll. to dueling. Basically, it depends on if you're going to use one weapon or two weapons. <laughs> right. Exactly. Take the fighting style based off that. And if you've noticed, all of them don't specify the exact weapon you have to use. Right. So one hand, but any one-handed weapon. Right. Two exactly. weapons, but any two weapons. Even archery, it doesn't say bow. It says. Any ranged any weapons. Any ranged weapons. That includes throwing weapons. Throwing weapons. Which is that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just anything <laughs> just... from afar. Just like, I'll pick up this rock. A rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> that's two. That's three damage instead of one. Well, that one's the attack rolls. That's not the damage. Oh, yeah, two attack rolls. That's yeah. so, but getting, you're, you have a, you're more likely to hit someone with that rock. <laughs> yeah, you're deadly with that rock. <laughs> you are going to hit him. The David to that Goliath there. All right. So there's your fighting styles. I hope we went over them well. I think we did. I think we did. Um, and I think that was kind of important because we could, we could kind of go over, like, what kind of weapon we want to use. I, should we pause here and just say... With our character that we're going to build. No, no, we're going to go into our character. So we'll go back over this when we're choosing our character. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's the so next level? So that's level one. Level two. We hit level two. Where are you getting now? Well, for all fighters again. You get one more thing at level one. Oh, you do? Uh, Second wind. So you You can. No, that's level two, right? No. No, it is level one. That's huge. That's so good. This is, again, why, like, every. You might as well, like, multi class into fighter. Yeah, like if you're if you're not really too thrilled, or like you wanted to multi or you wanted to multi class anyway, you're just like, all right, well, I'm so sec- second wind is a healing ability. We'll say so you can use your bonus action to regain hit points equal to one d ten plus your fighter level. Yep, which at level one is one, so it'd one. be one d ten plus one, so a possible eleven hit points, which is actually pretty sweet which for just a sweet. random one off bonus action. Like, bam, I'm gonna heal myself. Yeah, just get it out of the way because a lot of times you do run out of bonus actions on a few different characters. Yeah, so yeah, there's a different um, different classes have different like action economies here or different subclasses even. Yeah. So yeah, so there there are several subclasses that use your bonus action a lot. But I'll say if you're a level five fighter, this is equivalent on average to be about like a level two cure wounds. Which is so that's, that's, that's nuts. Big. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't think you ever get more than one. Uh, it's just just a single use, right? Always, a, there's yeah, never other rest. charges. But it's on a short rest, which is huge. Which is big. That, that basically means you'll have it for every fight. Rarely between fights do you not have enough time for a short rest. Right. Yeah. And, Long and rests are, are are different, right? Those those have right. to, those happen more sparingly. But short rests happen basically between every fight. There's right. almost yeah. never a time where you're going to be going into the fight without at least having a short rest. Yeah, and a short uh, short rest is like an hour long. So yeah, usually after a big fight, everyone's just like, why don't we take some time off? So also don't feel bad about using it. If your health is under, you have a bonus action to use, pop it off. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just, just pop do it. it off. Never feel bad about using that one. So there you go. All that's right. what, that's what, the other thing you get at level one. Yes. And so then at level two, you get probably the, the best uh, fighter ability is action yes. surge. So uh, you can just use it. It doesn't take a bonus action or anything. You get to just take an additional action on top <laughs> of your regular action and bonus action. So if that's an attack, 
do it. If you made an attack and you want to cast a spell, if you've multi-class, then you can cast one spell a turn. So that's that's your spell, and then you can make an attack. Yep. If you have multiple attacks, your attack action is two attacks or three attacks in some cases for the fighter. So you can just do like at, six attacks in a turn. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> at, yeah, no, at that's when they get absolutely nuts, right? I mean, that's yeah. full berserk mode. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's an insane amount of damage per turn. The one they use action surge at, I think, level eleven is when you get a third attack, and and you even get just... like a second charge of action surge uh, later on. I think it's uh, seventeen. It looks like. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, you get you can use it twice before arrest. So that's super late in the game. That's that's nearing the end game. But at that point, yeah, yeah when you have two. Two action surges. You could probably explode a boss within two rounds. <laughs> <I> guess, uh... <laughs> it, it is crazy. Once once you add up, you're like, holy crap! I did like a hundred damage in <laughs> <laughs> a single like wave. Uh, it gets kind of nutty. And action surge also resets on a short rest. Oh, still short rest. So just every short rest. So that means like, yeah, man. Once you that's why that's why they only ever give you a second charge of this because yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would be, be so ridiculous to always every fight just action surge actions. I never stop. My turn's never over. <laughs> well, whose turn is it again? It's me. <laughs> Playing solitaire with the, the battlefield. <laughs> with the boss here. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically the main stuff. So outside of all the uh, the subclasses, this is kind of like, that's what you're going to get, regardless yep. of what subclass you choose. Yep, and then and as every class goes, this is kind of how most of the classes in D&D 5e work. Uh, fifth edition is that level three is when the class really begins that's when the class opens up that's when you see right. what the actual class will become and I, I don't know about you but this is kind of i in the character creation process for me i always kind of in my head mentally level up to three because i want to pick my subclass before i choose um all right so let's build our fighter at this point Level three will and we'll start at level three well i i think we should i think we should start at just level one and then just go then to level three. Because that way, if someone's starting it... That's fine. Well, we'll create our base character, and we'll level ourselves up. It'll go super fast once we do that that way. Right. All right, so level one, we're choosing a fighter. We have to think about our style of play. Uh, I guess let's think of that first. That's fine. And then we'll have to choose a race, which is going to be important. But let's go right, right into a style. So what kind, of, what kind of fighter are we going to create? So, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like... The, the fighters could be so versatile. Um, I guess it kind of depends on who we have in the party. Because I think you want to really do this? I kind of want to do it archery style. I want to do this ranged fighter that's just like slinging stuff all over the place. Yeah, let's do it. Because like, I, I don't see that. That's pretty rare. Because, you know, we've mentioned the, the difference between fighter and ranger and most people just default to ranger if they're going to be the guy that's ranged weapons, right? I mean, that's pretty default. Yeah, I think so. I think at least for beginners, that's kind of like the the idea. Because also, like, you know, the picture on the book is has a bow and stuff. And Yeah, but, you know, yeah, you just don't think of a fighter as going to be, like, this guy that's going to pick up a ranged weapon from, like, the corner of the room and start... <laughs> like firing right, everywhere yeah. that's kind of cool like I, I just think that's a that's a different way I, i've seen the others ad nauseum right i mean but but archery let's let's go there let's just see what we let's can do it let's see what we can play with that especially with um what we know we're gonna choose as our 
martial archetype and uh and we'll go into that i think yeah. it'll be really cool to be a ranged guy with that because it actually opens oh, up a lot of yes. possibilities yeah see so so much like we're kind of we're kind of get we're kind of bearing the lead a little bit but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure for we're, sure but this... but come on i mean it, it could be really cool oh yeah oh yeah it, yeah so basically and th- this is kind of what uh we're talking about we're like okay first we were like oh let's be like a, a ranged combat person and then now we can kind of look at all the different uh subclasses or yeah. martial so, arts yeah right so now that we have a ranged guy in mind well what would work really well with being a ranged guy um so uh, yeah so now we have to think about our race uh and we're gonna go off of the list i guess of just base uh 5e classes for our um races for i guess all of this i don't think we're gonna yeah, go so the, just... they they continue to invent races all over the place i had a campaign where one of my best friends, uh, gonna be soon to be wife, actually, her favorite animal is a giraffe, and she was like, "I'm only playing if I get to be a giraffe." So literally, we looked it up, and there is a giraffe race in D and D. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so, so they were like, "Okay, you get to be a giraffe." Right. Yeah, you know that's the something as a DM, you just gotta be like, "All right, sure, I get to player engaged." <laughs> Now I think another rare. another super popular one would be um, one of our friends did the bird person. The Ankara, yeah. Super popular because you get to fly. And who doesn't want to fly? And when you fly, you have like Ugh, absurd yeah. speed. Yeah, flying. <laughs> there's That's actually like a big, a kind of a big thing. I, uh, I think it has to be nerfed. To... It's kind of like, really? <laughs> well, one, one of the unfortunate, I mean, this is this is kind of me talking as a DM. One of the unfortunate parts about that was when I was planning, I was like, well, I can give you go two different ways here. Like if there's a bunch of ranged people, what's the easiest target to hit? The person that has zero cover up in the air. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can't hide while you're up in the air. So I'm just going to fire all my ranged weapons at you. Or if everyone has melee, it's like, okay, well, the party is going to have to pressure the flying rogue to come down here every once in a while and take some hits because... Right. All right, well, like, all right, well, I'm going to kill all your friends if, <laughs> if you don't come down here and help out. Um, I think there's, now that we know we're going to be a ranged fighter, when we're thinking about races of the base races, so let's name them all. Uh, there's there's the dwarf. I don't think we're going to be choosing a dwarf. Dwarves are very much... Um, Wait, what, what? what's the name of our character, by the way? Oh, you want to go with name first? Oh, I, I think you have to choose a race first. Not according to uh, the character builder on D- D&D Beyond. That's dumb. Why, why wouldn't you choose your race first, right? Because like sometimes your name is very much tied into your race you're no, not yeah, gonna I name a dwarf like elvish elvenheim like <laughs> maybe you would that's kind of hilarious El- elvish mcelvenheim elvenheim. yes let's let's go with that's our name That'd be elvish really mcelvenheim let's make him not an elf all right so there's dwarves which Dwarves are a little bit pigeonholed into um, a, a little more stouty characters, which are typically up and forwards or clerics and healers. Um, one reason I don't like them a lot is they are one of the slowest classes, and that feels pretty bad when you're in combat a lot. Yeah, that's um, that's one Our of the things that seem like a big deal until you're trying to run away from something it'll be like okay everyone moves at 30 feet per round except for torkar the dwarf uh does anyone else do gnomes have 25 while we're doing these conversations both of us have uh the the player's handbook literally at hand because this is how crazy this game gets and how much information there is yeah what did you find out it's 25 feet as well for halflings 
for halflings. So yeah, halflings, I think all, gnomes, dwarves, all those all small, small races. races. They are. So we're going to basically immediately ignore those because I don't think our character's interested in running slower than everyone else. It's true. <laughs> we're making it so we could say that. Also, um, do we want to take into account that if we're using like a heavy crossbow, which I'm yep. always a fan of, yes. it's probably going to be strength based, right? Ooh, okay. Yes, I, I agree with this so far. Yes. So there's certain races that get bonuses to strength, such as Mountain Dwarf, Dragonborn, Half-Orc, or Inhuman. I'm liking a couple of those options. Again, I think we, we're out for Dwarf. So Human is a so human is one. That's Human's an intriguing one, because it's one that I think so many people stray away from. <laughs> I, 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 as you play more you might feel the same way, but I, I like my default is human. Now. He's human. <laughs> yeah. I've never made a human. Uh, um, again, <gasps> when you get, well, when you dive really deep into D and D, uh, and again, and all the races are available to you. Yeah. You're probably not going to choose human anymore. Right. Cause there's so, I, I had a friend choose a giraffe person. They got to be a giraffe person. Yeah. I'm not going to be a human. If that guy's a giraffe person. So human, hu- the reason why I like default to humans a lot of time is because they have a variant rule where you can choose instead of having a plus one to each of your abilities, mm-hmm. you can just choose two to get a plus one to, but you also get a feat right at the beginning. I think we're going to go human. We're going to go human. Okay. With this, I think so. So dragonborns are, that's a, I feel like a super popular choice. Yeah. I don't know if I'm popular. wrong, but I think dragonborns are so, I have not been in a single campaign without a dragon. Yeah. they they look cool. They're They're dragons. Everyone wants to be a dragon people. And they can breathe fire. So they just have a breath weapon right at the start. Yeah, but it's pretty underpowered, honestly. It it gets outclassed super fast. Now, you're a fighter, so you don't... Unless you go a certain direction, you're not going to have spells, so it is kind of useful to have. Uh, Its range is a little awkward. Yeah, and you get resistance to whatever color you are. So if we wanted to be a red dragon... That's a sweet perk. Uh, the resistance is, is super sweet. I will give it that. That's one of its big pluses. Otherwise, nah. Also, I, I just want to point out to everybody who's listening and yelling at us, we're not trying to build the most optimal DPS fighter archer right now. We're just walking through this. We're just making a guy. Why are they all tell- saying, like, go elf, go elf, or something like that? What like, are you doing? No, there's pro- probably... I. Yeah, there's there's probably some, like... Uh, if, if you want to, there's resources out there. Yeah. Also, so, I mean, I'm continuing down the, the race list. I think we're going human, but we're going to continue down the list and explain some of the races, because we haven't talked about any of the races yet. So, um, true. gnomes, they don't really have, they have some really awkward abilities, <laughs> and, like, none yeah. of them are, like, too useful. They're, they have a really high uh, intelligence. So, one of my first characters was a, a gnome wizard. Okay. So it was pretty, pretty sweet. Did you use, now, did you go into, like, that one that has, like, the crazy, like, trinkets and stuff? Or what kind of gnome were you? Because they have some I, weird abilities, but they're, like, it's hard so, to find uses for them. Yeah, I was a, um, I think it was a rock gnome. Yeah. Yeah, so don't they get, like, I thought they got, like, trinkets or something, rock gnomes. Yeah, you have proficiency in artisan's tools, and then you could have just a device <laughs> so, yeah, right. like you a clockwork like, yeah. toy that's like part yeah, of their that, thing is like they yeah, can it, make a 
trinket. And I asked my DM if my contraptions could be my arcane focus. <laughs> so I would like build a contraption for the day and then be like, this is my wand. See, <laughs> so, so stuff like that. I, I like the, the forest gnomes get speak with small beasts, which I love that. You know me, and in my campaigns, I like talking <laughs> yeah. to animals that are around. Yes, and you are not the person who would speak with animals, so it's <laughs> I am great. Not. So my version of this is I have a I have armor that constantly changes. Glamour armor, yeah. It's glamour armor, so I can constantly change how I look. So I like to dress up as the animals and then try and communicate with them. That is like it's gone shtick. over as one would expect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but also forest gnomes get the minor illusion cantrip. That sounds kind of, <laughs> so. There's more interesting things you could do there. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're pretty sweet. A, a lot of these races have. It's all, dark vision is one of those funniest things that it sounds so <laughs> useful. When I first started D and D, I'm like. Oh, I need dark vision. And then you realize, like, oh, just everyone has dark vision. <laughs> right. Just like they just gave it to everyone. And most DMs are like, nope, you, even with dark vision, you can't see. <laughs> well, because, yeah, there are rules to it. It's not like predator vision where you're just like, I have thermal sight. And yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> there are, there's zero light, like, underneath this water. You have to have a light source somewhere. It's just such and, and, a funny one that like every everyone thinks, oh, I need dark vision. That seems like such an important trait, and it just never is. Because there's always one asshole human who's walking around, be like, oh, well, everyone has dark vision. Oh, except for Jim. Yeah, and like, so like, and even in all these situations, though, here's what happens: some guy takes out a torch. Right, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. good to go. Or, or uh, you have a wizard that casts the uh, dancing lights. Dancing lights, yeah, and yeah, there there are ways around it, but. It, it's just it's very uh it's very funny usually honestly what happens with dark vision is you're chasing somebody at night in the woods and you're trying to track them and be like oh well your ranger is an elf and he has dark vision so he doesn't have disadvantage or something like that that's right. like the practical but usually it's just funny things happening with like oh well no who is dark vision like oh you three do so you can see the other three nah you're screwed <laughs> just it's it's so random uh the next next one down half elf is uh is a good general one they have one of my favorite passives which is fey ancestry which is they have Ooh, advantage yeah. on all saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put you to sleep yeah the charmed uh advantage on charmed is so good <laughs> because so many spells that just like instantly take somebody out of a fight you know charm person obviously or hypnotic pattern is kind of the most popular one i think because you have advantage yep. on that sort of thing which is just like oh my gosh it's so good and classically they have a really high uh, charisma modifier so the half elves were are really good for any class that's going to use charisma as their main you know attribute yeah yeah and another good thing about them that'd be the reason to, yeah to and they that. can uh you can also choose two other ability scores to increase by one as well see so there that makes them pretty flexible too right yep um moving down the list of races to finish them all out which i guess we have to go back because i missed a few up there um half elf half orc rather um uh, they're they're like the the big burly yeah uh, like they're who you think of when you think like i need to survive yeah they're, yeah they're just melee character incarnate 
They they just have their strength score and their constitution. Well, and, and their claim to fame is their, uh, yeah, they won't die. Yeah, exactly. Their relentless endurance. So that's one. If you are reduced to zero hit points but not killed automatically, you instead just go to one. You can only use that once per long rest. But yeah, so basically you have to get, you have to get killed twice. Which, yeah, which like once per long rest too. That almost, uh, I guess that does matter because in the same battle you might die multiple times. Yeah, especially when you're at one hit point. But still, it's just like, all right, yeah. These, it doesn't matter if you get three hit points, get killed to you take 20, you just go back to one. Right. It's huge. I mean, that's a free round, right? It's a fr- it's like a free round of invulnerability. Oh, yeah. And then lastly, Tieflings. They actually have a really neat ability. I love their Hellish Rebuke. That's just that's just like a spell that they get to cast. <laughs> that's a really useful ability. It's like, get hit, use this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they're really good. Their intelligence and charisma. It does decent damage through all the low levels. Exactly. And you, may, you have resistance to fire. That's a good resistance to have. That's just their general resistance is fire. Yeah, they have just resistance to fire, which is pretty nice. Let's finish out the other races, because I haven't yet. Elves, uh, that's another popular choice, Oh yeah, right? Everyone wants to be an elf. Oh, yeah. They are... Uh, what do they get? They got they get cool the stuff. same. They get benefits from the same, like, fey ancestry, as you were talking about before, with the half-elves. Oh, uh, yep, th- that the half-elves get. They also have, like, within elf, there's, like, three different elves, right? There's, like, wood, dark, and, and high. Elves, they get uh, increased dexterity. So if you're going to be, like, a dex-based... Uh, fighter or any any other martial class use dexterity this is a pretty good one and i think you you just get uh a bunch of stuff i always found dark elves to be an underrated uh race too because at fifth level or is it at fifth no sorry at third level they get the fairy fire ability right which is like one of the strongest spells in the game to have. yeah and that's just a spell that just gives advantage over a certain area yeah but then fifth level you can cast darkness so you just, like, get some free spells, which is pretty awesome. And they have superior dark vision. If dark vision you wasn't enough for you. What about even better dark vision? <laughs> yeah. But then they have, they, they have like, one of the only, as a race, disadvantages with their sunlight oh, yeah. sensitivity. That's kind of Yeah, and that's, that's something that I think, like, if someone wanted to play Dark Elf in my campaign, I don't really think I'd talk about too much or it would be like oh you're wearing a cloak with the hood up i might bring it up in a role-playing thing where it's like oh you guys are out on like the deck of a ship or you're out on the beach and like oh man you're really uncomfortable but i don't really think it's gonna like disadvantage on attack rolls just while you're in the sun it's just like oh my gosh that's so that is brutal for someone who just wants to play their character right uh, and then finally, uh, of the uh, normal races in 5e, we have the Halflings, which is actually one to talk about, because they have one of the best passives. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're talking about their, their luck? Luck, <laughs> baby. They can't roll ones on attack rolls, checks, or saving yeah, throws. it's just so good. <laughs> and not that they can't, but they, if they were going to, they'd have to roll it twice in a row, because on any ones, you can re-roll it. And then you have to use the next one, which is why if you roll two ones in a row, you're getting a one. But otherwise, you're never getting a one. All those, all those like bad things that happen, you're just like, oh, no, never mind. I'm just going to reroll it. Turn a one into a hit. You're just, okay. That alone is a reason to go halfling for sure. And then also, brave is big too. You advantage against being frightened actually comes up. Yeah, that's another one of the big ones, especially against um, a lot of big monsters that are bosses. They'll have abilities that are like a frightening 
commanding presence or something. They try to frighten you first as like their opening move. But we're going to go with humans. Why are we doing that? Well, first off, one of their base things is all of our ability scores are going to increase by one. That's just so generally good. It, it doesn't matter what you choose. You just, you just get that. We could choose two abilities and get a feat. Or do the variant human. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So you then you get two ability scores increased by one, which just, that's the flexibility that basically every class generally gets that anyway. Uh, but yeah, you're right. If we choose the variant human, you get a feat, which some of the feats are super yeah, and strong. One of the feats. Uh, and I guess, yeah, we'll do that because that, that makes it a little more fun to build the character too, doesn't I it? I think so. <laughs> variant human. Uh, so what ability scores do you want to increase? So there's six ability scores. Yes. I think if we're going to be strength based, well, hold on. So are we going to do a heavy crossbow or a light crossbow or like a hand crossbow? Well, I think, so I, I want them to be versatile in the world of ranged weapons. So I, I you know, strength can be a good one, but also I think we're going to need dex and dex is pretty important. Not only for ranged weapons, but also for your armor Let's class. Be a so, dex -based you know, fighter, I think then. dex is and for hitting. So I think dex is a good one. To, you can always go con. Yeah, constitution is just always. Yeah, if you ever have the choice of like, man, I don't know which one to go with, just go with con then because it's one of those things that it's kind of sneaks up on you how good it is because whenever you level up, that's your your constitution plus whatever you roll uh, is how many more hit points you're gonna have. It just really sucks when you you roll like a two on your hit time. You're like, all right, I have two more hit points. And then the barbarian over there is like, oh, I yeah. have 14 more hit points before you're like, oh, come on. Wait, we forgot uh, one thing. What's that? We forgot to pick a language that we need to speak. The most important decision in character. No, I'm just kidding. But so, and, and being as in humans, no additional language or. Yeah, we can pick one additional language. So we know common. And we need another language. Okay. Well, just go with one of the... So, like, you're always going to know common, yeah, no matter what character you are. Although there are certain crazy races out there that don't even know common. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll know common. And then you might as well choose, like, Elvish or something. Boo. That's boring. Yeah, but you you need a useful language, right? So the useful ones, to me, are, like, Elvish. Dwarvish is super useful. Anytime you run into, like, mountains and campaigns... There's always some dwarvish crap going on. Yeah, you, there, a lot of times there'll be some, like, script and dwarvish I'll have put on the walls or something. But what are what are some other good ones? Draconic is also a pretty useful one. Infernal is another good one. Uh, is there, like, an elemental language? Uh, yes, it is primordial. Primordial? That, see, so primordial, that's an interesting one. You know, you, you might as well, with these languages, you're always going to be speaking into common. 99.999999% of your, everyone in the campaign. So I, I would choose that one-off language right. that might help you in cer certain situations that enter in dungeons and stuff. You'll find puzzle pieces where things are sometimes written in other languages. So I just take a shot in the dark and choose one because it might help you out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of choosing random languages to not random languages, but not like Elvish or Dwarvish, just because I don't know. It's also fun, like role play. Just be like, I mean, if your group's into that sort of thing, abyssal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some of the cool abyssal. ones, but those are those <laughs> you're like, likely to come second. across in dungeons, which is pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, 
it's got to meet someone. You can just choose like go primordial. I, li- I like the elemental primordial. Primordial. All right. Yeah. I think like ignin is also language. Oh no, maybe not. All right. So then we get to choose a feat. Yeah, we can choose a feat. Uh, so if we want to go crossbow, I think. Or so if we want to choose a ranger, there are a couple feats that would be really really good for us. One of them is crossbow expert so we're going to be using crossbow we should probably take this one uh the feat says uh crossbow expert you ignore the loading property of crossbows with which you are proficient um i pretty much ignore that as a dungeon master anyway (laughs) these crossbows you have to load um so being within five feet of hostile creatures doesn't impose disadvantage on your ranged attack rolls so normally if an enemy is within five feet of you you'd be firing at disadvantage but you don't have to do that. Uh, and also, when you take the attack action and attack with a one-handed weapon, you can use your bonus action to attack with a hand crossbow you are holding. So that one, that might not be as big, but if you're attacking with a hand crossbow, you can just, as a bonus action, make another attack with a hand crossbow. That is pretty sweet. And the other ranged-based uh, feat is Sharpshooter. So the Sharpshooter has a couple of abilities. So one of them is attacking at long range, just an imposed disadvantage with your ranged weapons. So normally, like, let's say uh, Crossbow has, Light Crossbow has a short range of, has a range of 80 feet, but a long range of 320. So this Sharpshooter feat says, like, okay, you can shoot up to 320 feet without firing at disadvantage. That's so nice. Yeah. And your ranged weapon attacks ignore half cover and three quarters cover. Uh, And this is the big one. Before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you're proficient with, uh, you can choose to take a a negative five penalty to the attack roll. And if the attack hits, you got a plus 10 to that attack's damage. (laughs) Yeah, we're taking that one. (laughs) Absolutely, we're taking that one. Yeah, yeah. I can throw a rock (laughs) and deal plus 10 with the rock. Yes. (laughs) If you're proficient with rocks, you can do that. Yeah, but the point of this character is going to be just be proficient in everything ranged. Like, I'll throw a knife and deal plus 10 with What's that What's the long knife. range on that knife? Yeah! Oh my god, that's true! What's the long range? It does. I, I don't get disadvantage. I can I chuck this thing up to 120 feet. It's, a, it's a 60 feet is the long range on a dagger throw, but still, 60 feet away. Just 60 <laughs> feet, okay. I can throw it 60 feet without disadvantage! Oh my god, that's yeah, awesome. It's, that's okay, yeah, we're choosing sharpshooter. That's hilarious. All right, so we got a sharpshooting hunter. So the skills is the skill list that people are asked to roll during role-playing. Right. So I would go with, like, I don't know, investigation. Investigation probably. is good. So we'll get some skills with our background that we choose. So I think if we choose, like, soldier, that's a pretty common one for fighters because you gain proficiency in, like, athletics and intimidation, I think. Yeah, to do all that cool stuff, but like, of the of the of the useful ones, not many get like investigation, which is used so often. Like every time you're hunting around for clues and everything, you're always asked to roll like perception or investigation. Yeah, those those two are pretty important. So I, I you know, let's do investigation. I want to be able to find stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, you feel pretty useless in those scenarios where you're like, everyone's walking around a room. What do you do? Right, I guess yeah. nothing, because well, I wouldn't find anything. <laughs> you never want to be that guy who's like, well, I'd fail, so I don't want to. All right, so we're going to choose. So now I am, I'm in the D&D Beyond uh, creative class. So we're going to choose fighter. Yes, at class. Now we get two more proficiencies that we can choose. So we can choose between acrobatics animal handling athletics history insight intimidation perception survival 
So we can just choose perception again. That's probably a pretty. Is good that one. because of human, or is that because that's because of fighter? Fighter. Yeah. That's now the fighter gets to, which I think almost every single class gets to. Right. Um. Obviously, some classes get more. Yeah, some classes get more, and depending on the class, it'll you you get to choose different ones. So you notice like Arcana isn't on this list or religion because we don't care about that. All I just want to do is hurl objects at people's face. Is there a certain list for fighter? Yeah, there's a certain list. The options are acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, perception, and survival. I mean, out of that list, I think you'd always choose perception as well. Just because that's like, like, come on. <laughs> You're going to use yeah. perception for everything. I, w- I will say, it is hilarious when you have bad perception sometimes. Because you're just like, I'm just at the will of the D. <laughs> just like, oh, you're going to take watch? Make a perception check. Ah, I rolled a four. We'll see what happens. <laughs> right. If it's part of your character choice, yeah, it could be funny. Yeah, but yeah. also, like, that naturally happens anyway. You know, like, I, even if we're choosing perception, we can yeah. still roll one and have a terrible perception. I'm not, like, it's not eliminating the possibility that I'm going to be oblivious. It's just like, no, we just don't want to fail every, we'd like to fail a lot less yeah. often, please. <laughs> exactly. And then probably probably one of the acrobatics or athletics, just so you yeah. can have some capabilities to do cool things if you wanted to. Oh, I would like to do a backflip and throw the knife. Exactly. Yeah. Ac- acrobatics. Yeah. And acrobatics is a deck space and we're kind of going deck space anyway. Uh, so yeah, archery for fighting style, of course. Absolutely. Uh, all right. How do you want to roll our abilities? Now, okay, this is an important discussion. So I've seen a lot of DMs do this portion of character building a lot of different ways. Yes. For, for you, you made us mostly, I think you made all of us go with the standard set. Yeah, 15, 14, 13, 12, and 8. Basically, I chose this way because it's very good for new players, I think. But they just don't have to worry about, like, thinking if they did something wrong or whatever. So you get the you get an array of six numbers, and you get to put them wherever you want. And and none of the importantly, none of them are too low, right? Yeah, they're nothing. Nothing's crazy. Yeah, it's it goes from a plus two to a uh, minus one for as far as the ability scores. Yeah. So so you also aren't given anything too high too, which kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, it kind of is a good medium like range where and, and think about this, like if you are playing let's say like a, a dragonborn, if we chose a dragonborn fighter, they get a plus two to strength. So if you chose a fifteen in strength, that bumps it up to seventeen. Let's say you take a feat at level one, they bumps it up to eighteen. Now you have a plus four modifier. So these things right. will stack up. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's the way. It's I still possible with the standard set to make a strong character. In other words, or and at least focus on only the things you care about. It's pretty easy to get the things you care about in the right way. Right now, the rules state this way: they state roll four d six, drop the lowest number. So you're gonna do that six times, and you can. You can choose which number goes where. So it's not like, oh, the strength is at the top, so I have to do my first one. Yeah, it's not that brutal. Which, which there's another variation there that you've talked about. I've seen people say, you are now rolling for strength. You are now rolling for dex. Stuff like yeah. that. And then I had a, um, a DM who just added a, a dice roll 
but you're going to drop the lowest two. Um, and oh, okay. that was to try and help against some of the bad rolls, because sometimes you, you roll like, you know, two, two ones, a two, and a four, and you're like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the, my the abilities are horrible. Yeah, it, it can get kind of rough, and that's that's why it's kind of fun for people who have played a little more, because it's like, uh, I get to play like this wizard, but his strength is seven which is just like, or six, it's like stupidly low. Um, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> you can get kind of characters that are kind of just a jack of all trades and they just have a bunch of 13s and 14s. So it, it can, it can kind of be, you can kind of roll and then kind of see if it's kind of fun for you or not, I think. But yeah, I, I've seen some, uh, right. I've seen some DMs do that where like you're rolling for strength now and it's like, oh, man, I really wanted to play a fighter but my strength and decks are both nine. Yep, yep, yeah. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, I'd recommend for um, opening campaigns, yeah, have everyone go with the standard set. It, <laughs> just, just go with the standard set version of it. I, I think it leads to great characters still. Definitely more customization rather than rolling. I know rolling is the more fun way though. It is right. I mean, it, it's exciting to roll for your, for your numbers. Yeah. And it, another way the standard set is helpful is that it makes sure all the party is relatively balanced too, because for rolling, yeah, like, like you said before, someone might get really bad rolls and then someone might get like just this God roll. And then throughout the whole campaign, it feels like this one person is just, kind of taking over because just their roles their bonuses are just plus one or two higher than somebody else right so so we'll go with the we'll go with our standard set for our character here right so like we mentioned we're gonna go dex based which means we're gonna put that highest number on decks uh because we care about decks right i mean that that's our ability for most ranged weapons right Alternatively, you can put it on con because you could always use con. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. And then we can choose our second highest and put that on decks. Yeah, so we can. There's a kind of a funny game you play where you only get a pl additional plus one for every even score. So we have a plus one in dexterity and constitution. Right. So constitution, we might not want as our second highest be that's 14. We don't want to put that as 13 because we know we're going to bump that up to 14 and get an additional plus one. Right. So where do you want, where do you want it at? I don't know. I, I, I can't watch your stream here. So I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're, so, where you're so I, these. I put a Dexes are 15. I still think, yep. even though I just said what I said, constitution's pretty important. Um, and again, we're not really doing strength at all. So I'm still okay with doing Constitution as our second highest. Okay, I mean we might be doing strength, right? Because like you mentioned, if if we act, if we pick up a two-handed crossbow, if that uses strength, I mean, yeah, we're not going to shy away from anything anything ranged. <laughs> so doesn't matter what I, how many ranged weapons use strength. I guess is a is a question to ask. Uh, longbows and heavy crossbows. We could do it. We could just be like, we're just going to use everything. Yay! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'll pick up any ranged weapon and just then fire away. Strength is a good trait. Str uh, you know, a lot of 
oh, I want to I want to lift this door. Oh, I want to punch this guy. You know, there's a lot of strength right. checks in the game. Yeah, and, and and like you said, we just want whatever rage weapon we pick up. We just want to just be throwing crap at people. So yeah, so I think I put, uh, isn't getting grappled isn't that a strength check to like break a grapple? So you uh, you can choose between acrobatic acrobatics, which is dex, or athletics, which is strength. So you can choose between the two. To grapple somebody, it's always athletics. To grapple somebody, what about to break a grapple? I thought to in order to like break yourself out of being constrained from a trap or a, a net or a grapple, I thought it was a strength check against that. Yeah, so we're, for certain traps, it is a strength check. But for grappling specifically, uh, the, the flavor reason is, you know how, like, people doing, like, jujitsu can't doesn't necessarily have to be super strong, but they can just, like, use, uh, they can still get out right. of uh, grapple. So you can use acrobatics for that um, or athletics. Okay, which we already bonused our acrobatics. So that's good. Right, exactly. I put strength as a 14 and... Uh, constitution is 13 so take advantage of that plus perfect and now so the rest of them are basically you know 12 10 and 8 so now i kind of just choose but now that we have our strengths what's going to be like our weakness so what's our dump stat what do we want it to be an eight and i i i've already mentioned for this character i want our intelligence to be high because i think he's a very inquisitive person who likes to investigate certain areas Okay. Uh, investigation is an intelligence one. So for any of those uh, proficiencies or skills, they have a trait associated with them, and your your bonus is is reliant on those. So if you go down to stuff like uh, investigation, it's your intelligence, which I think perception is as well. Intelligence is one of those really random traits that's like it's not important unless you're a uh, caster. Uh, a lot of a lot of um, important casters use intelligence but otherwise it's pretty useless yeah uh perception is wisdom it's wisdom oh okay so wisdom's a really good one to have but but investigation's intelligence isn't it uh yes you're correct yeah so let's put our intelligence as our next bonus so that, and we, we can have a bad points. wisdom i don't know it's tough so wisdom saves are also really important though yeah, but he just wants to throw stuff. He just wants to pick it up. He doesn't want to think about if it's the right call. <laughs> which would you? Which would you place as your eight? The wisdom or your charisma? Um, if I if I if I wanted to optimize the character, probably the charisma. But I think it's I think it's fun uh, <laughs> to to have a uh, like low wisdom in this situation but it doesn't really doesn't really matter at this point yeah and the reason we're saying that too charisma is a really awkward uh attribute too because like even if you say like oh your charisma is one if i'm a character and i'm like role-playing you know how could you say that my charisma is one you know what i mean like it's such a right. it's such an awkward thing to say like oh your charisma is one so you probably just shouldn't talk <laughs> Like it doesn't doesn't work that way. So like, it's weird to have like that low charisma means anything at all almost. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is kind of funny because someone can have a really impassioned speech about like why you should give them a discount on something and it's about to save the town and blah blah blah. blah and then you roll and it's like, oh, I rolled an eight. They're like, oh, the shopkeeper is not buying it. <laughs> it's like, oh, but that was a really good speech though. Not too bad it didn't work. 
Yeah, and that can happen to anyone, even if your charisma's twenty, right? I mean, right, it, it's yeah. like it's it's a really weird line. So yeah, so it's almost pretty unimportant. So there are casters that use charisma as their modifiers, and therefore right. you you need charisma. But in our case, we don't. But I agree with you. I agree. Make make the charisma fine because we're trying to say that he's a fine character, and our wisdom's gonna be crap. Yeah. All right, so our uh, our array is so all of our scores. So this is including all of our racial bonuses and stuff. Is we have a sixteen dexterity, so it's plus three. Uh, Fourteen strength and constitution, so it's plus two. Uh, a twelve intelligence, so it's plus one. A uh, eight wisdom, so it's minus one, and then a ten charisma, which is zero. I like it. And that's a very typical stat sheet right there, right? I mean, that's that's pretty typical. Yeah. The the only thing that is kind of atypical is usually, like, if someone's, like, a dex-based uh, character, uh, like maybe a rogue or something, usually you'll know, you'll see the, like, the strength is their dump stat or something. Um, but, you know, this is this is right. why D&D is fun, is you can make any kind of character you want. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. Moving on. What else do we need to make this character? So we need on Elvish McElvingheim. Uh, uh, we need a background. So a ba- Elvish McElvingheim, uh, <laughs> master of the throne. And background. So this is something that I don't even think for our current campaign you made us get a background. Or am I wrong about that? And I just don't remember what I chose. So in Roll Twenty, they don't really have too many backgrounds built in. Um, so I said just pick one and then we'll uh, so you didn't make it, it. yeah so we so basically i was gonna say because i think i made mine up right because I, I called myself yeah. a campfire nomad exactly, <laughs> that was yeah. my background which, which in my mind I, my character would just go around to campfires chill there for the night play them some music and then move on to the next campground you know that was kind of my idea behind it but there's an important thing behind actual backgrounds because they're given traits in five yeah exactly they uh they're given like backgrounds and bonus proficiencies and things like that but as you just said like you can kind of play around a lot where you something might be like oh i have the uh entertainer background which is kind of like what you were asking for uh but then we just changed it up a bit just to fit more specifically yeah so so did you i don't remember what exactly what you did did you like tell me certain once oh yeah i think we discussed it we went back and forth and i said oh because of this i'm gonna then choose nature and survival and and and, yeah and these traits based off of that yeah exactly yeah i think soldier is probably so one one of the backgrounds that these five e's besides like giving them skills that they're proficient in they also have these like really really actual important traits right because they have like soldiers can stay with veterans and get special treatment and you know entertainers get you know special specially treated at the bars and those are actual and and sailors get like free passage on boats i mean some really impactful stuff in campaigns sometimes oh yeah yeah if if you want to like really dive into that yeah exactly like I was a sailor, one of my characters, so we got, like, free passage on a ship, or, like, we were able to convince the boat owner to kind of, like, let us, uh, like, have passage on the ship without, like, telling the dock master who we were trying to escape from. Things like that, where it can be, like, actually pretty important. 
Right, and there's also like like Thieves Guild too is one of the choices I believe, right? So if you don't have a rogue, you can still Criminal. be like a part of the Thieves Guild, and and there's a lot of like pretty important like campaign stuff that can happen with that. Oh yeah, and like Noble, you start out with more money, things like that. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, what what choice would you like to go with our fighter? Would you like to just go with a standard soldier like you mentioned? Hmm. Is there anything that kind of like which soldier is a solid one? It is a solid one, yeah. You get proficiency with athletics, intimidation. You get, like, an insignia of rank. So you can kind of, like, work with your DM about, like, oh, what outfit you were from. And then maybe you, can, maybe you have, like, bonus to persuasion checks or other people in that outfit. Right, because you can imagine in a lot of campaigns, uh, there might be cities that you go into or, you know, any kind of military encampment where... It, or I'm thinking mostly, here's the most situation, most common situation in my mind, is you get up to a city's gate. Well, who's going to be standing there but a military unit, right, guarding the gate to said city? Right. Well, if you have a soldier who has some kind of officer's insignia, sometimes that could work to be like, let us into the city. And like, oh, I respect you as a soldier. So, yes, right. come on in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of like choosing that one for this one. I, yeah, I think it's a default choice. And we're, we're not going like super nutso with this one, right? I mean, this is the first character we're building. We'll get nutty later on. Yeah, exactly. All right. And <laughs> this is just to help someone out. Yeah, exactly. All right. So do you want to go into like the personality traits at all or or what? Probably not. We don't need to do that. Sure. So what I think we've already or? said personality wise, uh, this guy, well, just just briefly right i think in general when you're doing a player character i think the standard and and we've mentioned this before too when you're making a character come up with like one quirk for the character right come up with something that he's gonna like stick to like nothing else (laughs) like it doesn't matter what's happening like this is who you are um just to uh so like a good way to say this is um like I mentioned with this character and I have in mind for him is, is he's very investigative. And I think the mindset of this guy is like, I want to find something on the ground so that I can chuck it at something. Right. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm going to try and use everything as a weapon. I want to yeah. throw everything I see. Everything's <laughs> a weapon to me. <laughs> that's, that's his like, ideal. everything's like... a weapon. <laughs> that's his ideal it's just like i'm gonna pick up this stick and i'm gonna chuck it across the room (laughs) (laughs) which is also a really good reason to pick that soldier background right where where you said like his soldier background gets intimidation and i feel like this is a guy that's just gonna like like uh, intimidate people with the most random objects in the room (laughs) (laughs) you see this pen yeah. <laughs> I could kill a man with this pen. Watch me throw <laughs> this pen. Chucks it at a guy me... in the eye. <laughs> Watch me throw this spoon clear through this tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sharpshooter with this <laughs> knife. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like he goes into a tavern without a weapon just to be like, I want to find something to use as a weapon in this bar yeah. fight. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's our. Uh, so, what do we want for starting equipment? Do we want to do medium armor or light armor? So, when you're talking standard 
equipment. I think for fighters, they have like base uh, sets for fighters, right? Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of choices you can make. So um, we can choose between chainmail or leather armor and a longbow with 20 arrows. I think we know what we're going to choose. Oh, but there's also a light crossbow option. So we can choose yeah. chainmail and a light crossbow. So it goes it goes one by one with these points, right? So we right. choose the first one, the second one, the third one, fourth one, right? Okay. Correct. Because I, I like... Um, okay. I think we'd still go with the leather longbow and 20 arrows with that first choice. I feel like we gotta... You just gotta. I think you do, yeah. I think you have to, yeah. Uh, with then... the second option, I would go with the two martial weapons and just to choose, like, daggers or something we can throw. Yeah, we can choose... Um... So there's a couple throwables. So there's a trident. We can... We can... <laughs> We can have like a trident and then we'll pick chuck up chuck and trident. Dude, he'll chuck anything. He'll, he'll throw whatever. Anything. Double trident. He will throw anything. Double right. trident. Yeah, double <laughs> trident. All right. And then next one is light crossbow or two hand axes. And that's a tough choice. Hand. I almost want to go hand axes. You can throw hand axes. Because you can throw hand axes. It's more things that I can chuck across a room. The packs. It don't really matter. <laughs> I don't think it has ever mattered <laughs> in any one of my I think campaigns. go the Dungeoneer's pack. I know there's there's actually some good stuff in the Dungeoneer's pack. Just go with the Dungeoneer's pack. Um, for anyone, yeah, with the Dungeoneer's or Explorer's pack choice, Dungeoneer's pack has got some good stuff, so I would just go with it. All right. Uh, importantly, it. it has 50 feet of rope. Yeah. And I think rope is one of those things that you're like, someone has rope, right? Well, not if they don't have a Dungeoneer's pack. So, yeah, just go with – someone's got to have one. So – and uh, I think there's a way to like pry something open, like a pry bar or something, and you need stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. And torches. It comes with torches. And like I like I mentioned with the, you don't need dark vision. It's because a lot of people have these packs with torches. Uh, All right, we have created level one Elvin McElvinheim. Holy crap! All right, well let's level him up to level three, and let's get through level three. I think. We're running long already, so I think we got to end it at level three and to talk about the rest of this uh, fighter class. Yeah. Because uh, so for this character, he, Eric's Eric's gonna push through on our, our character builder to get him up to level three and just. Yeah. Why, why don't you Why don't you start talking about the? Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll go on to our level three uh, choices. I I think level two. What you just get like a choice of like you just get action surge. surge. I don't even think you get to choose. Yeah, so so for a couple levels, all you get is like an ability and score improvement. It looks like that doesn't come until level four. So we're not even going to get that all. And ability and score improvement, in other words, means we're probably going to choose dex. Uh, and that dex means it will go from 16 to 17. I think it's just a plus one whenever you choose an ability score. But that plus one is huge because that 16 goes to a 17, and then our bonus will go up, will go up higher because of that. Now, level three, so there's... Three martial archetypes for a fighter. Champion is the first one, and champion is the most general thing ever. If you are brand new to D&D and playing a fighter and you don't know what you're going to do and you're not following our path exactly with this character and you, and you want to just be the most basic fighter there is, choose a champion. And we're not saying that it's a bad choice. We're just saying that it's it's pretty underwhelming as far as choices go it's so straightforward you're just going to be building up this character to be a guy that runs in and fights uh and and they do a good job of it so after yeah. level as a champion you're going to get like um 
weapon attacks can now crit at 19 or 20. So it could be really fun because you're going to be getting hopefully twice as many crits as the math goes. Um, so, so you're going to crit more often and crits means you get to roll more dice and do more damage. So it's a lot of fun. Nothing really happens though for champions until, you know, a little bit later. I mean, like some of your traits later <laughs> in the levels, like champions. way down the line, just kind of become, you'll crit even more often question mark. And that's kind of all they ever get. So not much to talk about there. Now there's the martial archetype that we're going to be choosing, which is the battle master. And this is the one that battle most master. fighters go in the base level. And it's because battle masters, boy, do they have a lot of choice just by saying we're going battle master doesn't mean much because then there's like a whole nother gambit of options. So we'll go over those because the last one is the Eldritch Knight, which is actually really exciting because the Eldritch Knight has spellcasting. So this is the one that you would go if you want to be that war mage where you're not only a spellcaster, but you're also a melee fighter because or, or an archer. You could be a, a spellcasting archer because they have the ability to like cast spells as well as shoot their bows or swing their swords, which is awesome. Yeah, the Eldritch Knight is is really cool. Yeah, it's an underrated one. I think it's a pretty popular choice as far as fighters go because it does seem really interesting to go, right? Like, oh, I I've always wanted to be that plate-wearing mage, you know? Like that that is that is the plate-wearing mage, right? It's a fighter that's an Eldritch Knight. Yeah, I I I think with some of the newer options fighter has available, so there's like 10 subclasses for fighter. It's kind of eaten into the appeal of Eldritch Knight a little bit, but I think you're right. Uh, so so back to the Battlemaster. Do you want me to talk about the rest of the subclasses now while we're going through subclasses? Even yeah, though yeah, just just go after, them? especially the one that you're uh, that you're excited about. My internet's going pretty slow, so yeah. So the Good one luck. that I'm I'm super excited about it's it's from one of the brand new expansions, and that's the Echo Knight. It is one of the coolest classes in the game never mind subclasses it is one of the coolest classes in the game so this echo knight what ends up happening is you're able to create a copy of yourself on the battlefield um now the copy only has one hp it's not like a like literally you times two it's not you know like that ridiculous it's a one hp copy but what's so cool about this copy is that you're able to switch places up with it with half your movement. So you basically get to teleport around the battlefield. like just, And you get to attack either from your position or your Echo's position for any attack. Oh, So yeah. you're just in two places at once at all times. <laughs> it's incredible. It's so much fun. And you can use this Echo basically to tank as well. Because even though it has one HP, it only takes up a single bonus action to summon this thing. So you just always have this thing out. Right, and also the Unleash invocation Incarnation ability allows you to uh, use... You can just make an additional attack with your Echo whenever you take the attack action. Yep, yep. And you only get to use that as much as your con modifier. So if you're playing an Echo Knight, you have to just like have the highest con modifier you possibly can. Pump that yeah. thing up to 20, get five extra attacks. It'll be absurd. It's so much fun. It's insane. I, I think it's one of my favorite classes in the it 
There are some really cool things that you could do role-playing-wise that you wouldn't realize without playing the class. But you, you, can, you can essentially like, oh, I'm going to put my Echo behind the bar. Then I'm going to go walk to the bathroom. And then I'm going to switch places with my Echo. And you're going to end up behind the bar. Like You can do some really wacky, wonky stuff with this Echo Knight class that you don't realize off first glance. Yeah, it, it's so good. It's so cool. Yeah, you could just do all these kinds of crazy stuff with it, uh, and like, I I am definitely excited to to. I've made several characters. I haven't played one, but yeah, because, <laughs> but yeah, they look they look so great. I just I just you know what? So I, I I did my bar example. I just thought of a better one from the top of my head that's a little more useful. So think of it this way: you can spot the second floor of a building, but there's no staircase around. But you can see the second level of the building. That's 30 feet, so that's your range to cast this uh, echo. You can summon your echo on that floor and then switch positions with it. So then you're you just teleported. You just ended up yeah. on that floor and you didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's basically a free misty step. Yeah, free misty step. But you always have. Yeah, it's it's so useful. I mean, it's insane. It's so awesome. All right, and then the other one that we'll mention, there's again, we mentioned there's 10 subclasses. I think the only other one to look out for is another one of the newer expansions has a subclass called the Cavalier, which actually is pretty sweet. It, it yeah, bases cool. the class mostly around being mounted. If you want to be on a horse for a lot of the time, this is the one to go with. Uh, but it's also one of the most tanky. So it's actually the one that you want to go with, too for being a tank because it has some really wacky wonky traits which doesn't allow monsters to get around you yeah so normally a monster they can't leave your melee but they can still like move around you so it's kind of it's kind of a weird kind of unintuitive uh part of combat where so uh, monsters in front of me my character they can actually move around so the now they're behind me without provoking opportunity attacks but not so with the with the cavalier. If that that person just tries to move, you can just make an attack, and then they can't move. It's very yep. similar. to So that team. was another one I just wanted to mention. All right, back back to our class again. We're choosing the battle master. What do we get at level three here? All right, so we got a uh, an, uh, proficiency with carpenter's tools. I chose carpenter's tools so he could whittle throwable objects from wood um of course i love that yeah i would choose carpenters or is there is there any like blacksmithing too is that a choice as well because that would be one to consider too maybe but there's smiths I, I like i like carpenters tools i feel like carpenters okay tools one of the two the... yeah so yeah. you can choose either one either one we'll allow it we'll allow either one <laughs> the, uh, for the purpose though i love it right for the purpose of our character who wants to just make weapons out of everything that's around yeah exactly either one all right so now now the big the big decision so battle master you get these things called superiority die and they're kind of like uh the spells or pseudo spells of your class so you start out with four of them and they, these are d8s and for a battle master you can use these uh, superiority die in uh specific abilities called maneuvers so there's a bunch of maneuvers out there but we get to choose three of them so do you have some in mind uh, one for sure that we have to choose because it, it just matches up with what our character is trying to do is, uh, you know, we chose sharpshooter and you got to choose this precision attack, which is whenever you make a weapon attack roll against a creature, you can expend one of these superiority dies, which is the, is a D eight and, and you can 
you, and you have to use it before or after the attack roll. So you can see what you're rolling and you add that number to the roll. So with our sharpshooter, right, we took a minus five to it forehand. Right. But you'll see your roll and then go, I think I could hit it if I add a superiority. To it. It's like, I'm going to throw this spoon really hard. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, one thing I think we should take, too, is disarming strike. So when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend a superiority die to attempt to disarm the target. So it's like we're throw the dagger at the person's hand to make him drop his shield or or sword or something that's pretty cool so that's one that like seems at first like oh man i'm never gonna use this and 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 you'll you'll go through like 20 combats where you're like man i never used that a single time but there's those instances that you find where you're like oh i can make him drop it (laughs) by using this attack oh that thief is running away with our precious artifact Yeah, chuck it and make him drop that artifact. Yeah, so that's yeah. one I'd love. Right, I would choose it too, yeah. And then and then maybe lastly, we should choose something like uh, evasive footwork or something. That's pretty cool. So that way, you so like when you're running away to try to get uh, away from melee attackers, you can just be like, okay, I'm going to use a superiority die, add this to my AC while I'm moving, run away. So if there's opportunity attacks being, being triggered against me, they, they might not hit. All right. Yeah. So, so, so that gives us like a defensive option, an offensive option, and a like situational option, which is awesome. Like all in one level, we just got like all this different versatility built into the class. Awesome. All right. Elvish McElvenheim, level three, throwing fighter. <laughs> uh, there he is. Great. And you have successfully built. Your first character. Congratulations, mm-hmm. everyone. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I t- it took a while. I know. Man, oh man. I think the next version of these will be a lot faster because we won't go through all... We like we won't talk about every single race like we did this time. We won't talk about like the character creation That's fair. process, That's really. Fair. So we'll be like, oh, wizard. Intelligence and, I mean, We're gonna We make still will a little bit, right? But we'll just go through it faster. I feel like th- it's still worth mentioning, like race considerations but we'll just like go through them fast and select one right i mean it's not like exactly spend uh what do we got next week coming up so next week is another uh magic the gathering uh podcast so it is a uh uh, we're gonna do intro to commander so we're gonna be talking about commander a lot for the magic side so if you're interested in that the whole time (laughs) in other words Yeah, I think, I mean, it's the format that everyone should know how to play at this point. Um, I would assume, actually, like, a majority of the people who are new to Magic are probably starting with this format, right? It's almost like the the new introductory (laughs) format. I know, Which I didn't learn to play this way, right? This, This format's way new as compared to the history of magic so right i know a lot of people that learn to play magic through commander yeah it's very definitely very social uh kind of experience so whenever you're learning how to play with all your friends and then how about when we get back to D? so next you now you have your character you have your campaign now you need to play with friends so especially in this online world we're gonna be talking about the D like web services and tools that we use in our campaigns Yep, we're gonna we're gonna be comparing them. We're gonna be looking into them. We're gonna be testing them out. Maybe maybe we'll m- mess around with them during the podcast just to see what's happening. 
so that so that'll be uh that'll be a cool one to and, and we'll give our suggestions definitely and and our preferences for sure. Right. Now, if if you have uh if you wanted to talk to us about your favorites, where can they reach out to us? Where can they tell us what they use? Well, uh, you can reach out to us uh, through email at dragonpartypodcast uh, at gmail.com or Twitter at dragonpartypod. Which we should be tweeting all the time now, right? We're about to launch our full frontal marketing campaign. Yes. All of that. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say ep- episode 10, we're going we're gonna to really we're gonna shock the world with our marketing That's campaign. Is, yeah. Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be rich, baby. <laughs> there, so reach out to us there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you because we haven't yet. We're still waiting for you. Well, I'll keep saying it until someone does. Yet. And when someone does, we'll have it. Yeah, well, we'll have Well, true. But hey, when when <laughs> someone does, hey, that podcast, we will uh, we'll discuss it. Hey, we'll bring up if you guys have questions, we'll bring it up on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll, you know, and and, uh, and, and that'll make it personal to you and you'll love it. And uh, it'll be great. All right. Let's go back to the party. Let's go back to the party. Fine. All right. I'm already partying. I don't know where you're. Linger in there for Somalia. <laughs> and all you listeners out there, party on! Party on! <laughs>